I think this would be such a game changer for women and working moms. Um, it would change really our an entire economy because look, my husband's from a small town in Iowa. I can only imagine the opportunities that open up for a mom in rural Iowa who might be highly qualified to work in tech, but never wanted to pack up and move to Silicon Valley. Hey, thanks for listening to We're Momming Today. If you're listening on a smart speaker or website, make sure to find me, Lauren Simonetti, on your favorite podcast platform like Apple Podcasts, Google, TuneIn, and Stitcher. And don't forget to leave me a review. We're momming today with Kelsey Bolar, a new mom and senior policy analyst with the Independent Women's Forum, about social repercussions women and families can expect when the coronavirus eases. Kelsey, thank you for joining us. Hey, it's so great to be here. You know, right before before COVID-19 hit, women achieved a milestone. We achieved a larger share of their labor force for the first time in over a decade since the financial crisis. And now, when you look at the unemployment rates, more women are are out of work. Does that concern you or do you think it's temporary? I think yes and no. I think in a global pandemic like coronavirus, we shouldn't be pitting men and women against each other to say, oh, women have it worse because we've lost more jobs. Well, you have to think about all the uh, essential employees uh, who have had to continue going into work and actually put their lives at risk. A lot of those jobs are dominated by men. Uh, nurses is one of the large exceptions to that. But if you think about the other fields uh, that uh, of work uh, that we've needed to uh, depend on to keep our country running. Uh, this includes uh, truckers, agriculture workers, electricians, and, and so forth. So many of these fields are dominated by men. And we also know men are dying at higher rates than women of coronavirus. So I would argue if we really are going to talk about the differences between men and women and how they're impacted by this, men are the real victims. That said, we shouldn't discount the fact that, yes, many women are out of work right now. That is a huge concern. But I am very confident as our country begins to recover uh, and jobs do reopen, women will have no problem finding work again. Okay, there's a lot to unpack there. Uh, Let's start here. Um, A lot of women are now finding, even if they're working from home, that they're also teaching from home, they're spending time with their children, they might actually enjoy it. Do you think more mothers say, okay, I'm not going to go back into the office, I'm, I'm going to stay home. So we'll save money as a family on daycare and childcare, and I'm going I'm to be at home with the kids. Do you see that happening? I think a lot of mothers are having very different experiences. I, if you read the New York Times or the Washington Post, you're very likely to read headlines like I pulled one from the New York Times, parenting during coronavirus. I have given up. I think that's a very real, real experience that some moms are experiencing, uh, the struggle of trying to work a full-time job and take care of the kids at home and on top of that, be a teacher to them. It's very challenging. That said, I think the media is missing another narrative uh, that is holding true for a large sector of 
mothers out there. And that is many moms are appreciating this time with their children. They're actually enjoying being their teachers in that regard. And yes, I'm sure most of those moms are struggling in their own ways too. Um, but they're realizing uh, you, they really can't put a price tag on the physical time and connections they have at home with their children. This actually is backed up by a real clear opinion poll uh, that found 40% of families are more likely to choose to homeschool their children or engage in virtual learning once the coronavirus pandemic ends. That's probably very surprising because, again, we see all these headlines about parents struggling, and I don't want to discount that struggle. It is so real, especially for moms that have children with special needs, for example. That is particularly hard not to have those, uh, those extra levels of support that they, that they had in many ways grown dependent on. But yes, I think there's a lot of women, a lot of moms who are enjoying uh having their kids at home and being able to be a part of that learning and growing process with them. I'm grateful every day that my children are young. I don't need to actually teach them. (laughs) (laughs) I'm with you there. (laughs) We have some other issues, but one thing that's hard for me, and I am working from home for about two months now, is I hear my kids playing. I'm there. I'm there, yet I'm I'm not there. I have to stay separate so I could actually work. And, And I think that that that's challenging. You know, in the good old days, as in, you know, in early March, <laughs> we were, we were separated. The kids might've been in daycare or in school and you didn't feel as bad. They were doing their thing. You knew that they were happy and well taken care of. And we were doing our thing. And then, you know, you spend your afternoons, your nights together, what have you. This is, this is just like knocking everything in a different position for so many people. And, and I just keep saying, you know, if you're having temper tantrum problems or or clingy kids, just imagine what they're going through because they're not used to seeing you home. They're not used to not being in, in school. They're not used to not being able to go to dancing school or karate or whatever it is. Absolutely. And I, I think I'm having a similar experience where uh, I'm living with my parents right now uh, in, in quarantine. And I give them, I ask my daughter, them to take care of my daughters for an hour so I can get some writing done. And every time I hear my daughter cry, I can't help but want to be the one to go console her. And, you know, if she were in daycare or had a nanny or something, I wouldn't have that challenge. And it really is a challenge. I, I personally have to learn to let go a little bit. And um, I actually... Uh, before having my daughter, I moved over to Independent Women's Forum, uh, mostly because I love what they do and I love their mission. But also, they have a very mom-friendly workplace. (laughs) In fact, they don't even have a physical office. Uh, Independent Women's Forum is fully remote. And I decided when I had my daughter, I wanted that flexibility to physically be there. So even without coronavirus, that was something that I was already struggling with that when I would bring in a nanny or some sort of caretaker for a few hours here or there, I still struggled with let going, letting go of the desire to be the only caretaker. Okay, this is interesting. This is very interesting. I did not know that the International Women's Forum encouraged remote working, that there was no no office. I find it impossible to do work when my kids are around. I find it impossible. I, don't, I, I guess you have to get on such a schedule 
and have whoever is helping you, you know, when you need to actually <laughs> be quarantined so you can get work done, that that caretaker, whether it's a babysitter or a parent, like knows exactly what to do so you can leave. I don't, I can't imagine how you guys do this. <laughs> Well, I think it depends on the type of work that you do. So I, I'm in a similar position as you where I do a combination of writing, uh, you know, behind the scenes strategy work and which is, you know, a lot of emails and communications and so forth. And then I do some media appearances. And when I need to write, I absolutely cannot have my daughter around. Uh, she is such a beautiful distraction, put a, a <laughs> distraction. <laughs> um, but that said, I, I am able to uh, answer emails and so forth. But that can be very hard because you feel like you're splitting the baby, so to say. You want to give her, her the full your full attention. Um but you also need, you know, need to be responsive. What's so great about Independent Women's Forum is that they don't have a set um, nine to five schedule where they expect you to be answering emails immediately. Um, you know, it's kind of like a 24 hour workplace where you're, you know, there's a level of trust that you're going to get your work done. And I think it's really uh, interesting what's happening now because of coronavirus. We've heard companies like Twitter and um, Square. Well, Square's part of, you know, it's also run by Jack Dorsey, but uh, Twitter extended its work from home policy, making it permanent, uh, giving employees the option to never come back into the office if they so choose. Other uh, tech companies such as Facebook and Google are extending their work from home policies through the end of the year. And many people think these are going to be made permanent. I think this would be such a game changer for women and working moms. Um, it would change really our an entire economy because look, my husband's from a small town in Iowa. I can only imagine the opportunities that open up for a mom in rural Iowa who might be highly qualified to work in tech, but never wanted to pack up and move to Silicon Valley. Um, and it also provides moms the opportunity for more flexible hours and so forth. And I imagine that this is only a first step from here, if work from home is working for some of these major players in our economy, I think that they're going to see the benefits of having working moms uh, contributing and possibly open up more part-time roles. Uh, I'm actually technically, uh, you know, I, I do, I contribute to a bunch of different places, the Federalist, uh, the Daily Signal, which is part of the Heritage Foundation. I'm able to uh, be involved in a lot of different organizations because I'm able to make my own schedule. But yes, that absolutely comes with a lot of challenges. And I will say that a lot of women at Independent Women's Forum, we still have nannies, we still send our kids to school, uh, we still have help, we're not able to do it completely on our own. But if we want to uh, be present with our children during the day and then uh, do the bulk of our our work at night, we're able to do that. I have so many more questions. Um, this <laughs> is enlightening from the Independent Women's Forum, uh, but hold that thought. Hold my questions. We'll be we'll be back with more momming today right after this. From the Fox News Podcasts Network, subscribe and listen to the Trey Gowdy Podcast. Former federal prosecutor and four-term U.S. congressman from South Carolina brings you a one-of-a-kind podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. Okay, we're back with Kelsey Bolar of the Independent Women's Forum. And uh, 
thinking of these flexible schedules that are happening now, being accelerated now because we're in a pandemic and you sort of have to work from home, but it could be very positive if if you look at it in the light that you are um, as a long-term trend, a new reality where you can make your own hours, you can be more present at home, yet still manage to work by working remotely. And when you brought up the point, you know, not everybody wants to work in, in San Francisco, but you do want to work for a startup or or um, a technology company, you can do so from a much cheaper place than San Francisco and you don't have to pack up the family and go there and still get that job. And maybe a smaller salary, who knows, if you don't have those high living expenses. But you actually think that this is going to open up opportunities, not just for women, but for everybody. Absolutely. I really think work from home is the future of the feminist movement, or at least it's what it should be. Because what we ultimately want for women, we're always asking, how can women have it all? How can we have our family, have that time with our children that we want, but also maintain our careers? And in a lot of ways- That's how, not sleep. (laughs) <laughs> not sleep. I think you're one of those that, that follow that, that uh, strategy. Um, but, you know, I, I think I'm realizing, you know, now that I've begun to have children, you just cannot have it all, um, at least not in the traditional in the traditional workforce. Um, you have to give somewhere. You either have to relent and hire that nanny for longer than you Uh, really would feel comfortable with or you would like, um, or you have to give up a part of your career. And I think if businesses open the door for more work from home opportunities, it's such a game changer for women uh, and enables them to, uh, you know, in a way have it all. But I I don't want to make this all um, perfectly, you know, sunshine and butterflies, because as a mom, a new mom who's trying to figure this all out right now, it's really hard. Um, it is. It can be very emotional trying to uh, find the balance of working from home and being physically present with my daughter. And uh, I'll tell you, for the past uh, couple months before I was quarantined with my parents, I was doing everything I could to get by without a nanny. I just didn't want to relent. I wanted to be there. Uh, my daughter was born preemie. Uh, you know, she had over a month long stay in the NICU. So I was super emotional and very attached to her. And um, so yeah, I was trying to do it all. And it was exhausting. And and I've come to the conclusion right now, that having a part time nanny would be in the best interest of both my daughter and myself, because it would give me that quiet time that I need to get writing and so forth done. Um, And I could be very efficient at it and get it done, say, maybe only five hours, a day uh, of help. And then for the rest of the day, I can be more physically present with my daughter and not be distracted by trying to work and take care of her at the same time. You know, and, and I'm not giving you advice. Um, because oh, I I'll take two, it. I'm only, only eight two, months into this. <laughs> I only have two children and they are still young, but I have a few months on you in terms of being a mother. Um, you start to care less. <laughs> When there's more kids and as they get older. So I just, the difference between one and two, and I'm sure women with, you know, three, four kids could, I would take their advice, but, you know, you were just 
everything with the first was so new and you had to do it by the book and you sanitized everything and it was so perfect. <laughs> with the second, you're just like, yeah, they'll be fine. It's like when you see a mom at the park with several kids and the pacifier falls on the floor. She doesn't sterilize <laughs> it. She licks it and she gives it back and the kid's fine. You probably don't want to do that now during coronavirus, but you know, <laughs> it's true. You you loosen up in so many different ways. And, and I've noticed the, the difference between my first and second, and I feel really guilty about this, is that for my first, I didn't miss any function, whether it was like the preschool recital or whatever. I was there for everything. With the second, it's like, oh, oh God, I have to, I really want to go to that, but it requires me changing A, B, C, and D. Oh, okay, maybe not this time. Um, I did that once and I, I really beat myself up about it. So yeah, it's you're, good. You're totally right. We need to fo- we need to form healthy attachments with our children, and I I am very honest that I am on the verge of being overly attached, um, <laughs> and that is why I think getting a nanny for uh, twenty hours a week is going to be very healthy for both myself and my daughter. I mean, look, not long after a year or two of that, she's going to be going to daycare and and school and preschool and so forth. And um, she needs to learn to, you know, be independent in her own ways. And I need to do that as well. And I think that's in a way, as women, we need to recognize that encourages us to keep being involved in our careers. It can be tempting to walk away from it because this time with young children is just so beautiful and so precious. It goes so fast. I, I, I honestly have been tempted to walk away from my career for a couple years, uh, but I also realize this time does go so fast. And before I know it, I'm going to naturally have you know a big chunk in my day where I could devote to my job and then still physically be there for my children when they come home from school. Yeah, it's easier when they're in school. My daughter said to me the other day, I I try to do work um, when they're not around. So like very early in the morning or or late at night. And she kind of just gets up in the middle of the night or walk the house. And we're at the dinner table the other night. And she's like, you know, mommy, I woke up this morning and you were doing work in your bed. And then you go to, no, then you get dressed for work. And then you go to work. By the way, I don't physically go to work. She just thinks I do. I I go upstairs (laughs) and like lock myself in a room. She's like, and then sometimes you come home for lunch and then you go back to work. And then when, you know, I'm sleeping, you're still working. So all you do is work, 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 work. And it's not fair, mommy. And I was like, oh, wow. (laughs) It was like a dagger in my heart because I'm sitting here thinking I'm working when, well, aside from like the regular work hours, but the extra work was when she wouldn't notice, you know, late at night, early in the morning. And here she sees all her mom does is work. And well, I wonder I how that's different. I say it's because I'm good at my job, but you know. <laughs> well, you are, but I wonder how it's different, like you know, pre-coronavirus and post, and if that's something a lot of children are realizing. And you know, parents often talk about our struggles, but it's interesting to hear a story like that and you know see it from the child's perspective. Oh, I broke my heart. Oh, the other thing I wanted to ask you, you know. It is true, if you look at the numbers, that more women's jobs are vulnerable right now because of the pandemic, because there are beauty jobs, personal care jobs, etc. Do you see when, look, nearly 40 million Americans are out of work now since this all began. That is a huge number. Do you see, you know, when all is said and done and the economy truly reopens, and maybe some furloughed workers are eventually totally cut and laid off, that 
women will apply for any job that's available, and so will men. But we'll see women go into fields that were once male-dominated, manufacturing, maintenance, um, the list goes down, technicians. So in one sense, I do think it's going to be a big scramble. There are so many unemployed Americans right now that your sex isn't going to matter. Uh, Men and women are going to be applying to whatever jobs are open, despite, you know, the industry and, you know, whether it was traditionally dominated by men or women. Um, So on one hand, I would not be surprised uh, to see women moving into roles more traditionally dominated by men. On the other hand, I'm curious how that will be impacted by what we talked about earlier regarding that poll that that told us uh, 40% of families are more open to homeschooling now. And if that's the case, we know if families are homeschooling, it is typically the mom who stays home. So does that mean that more women are going to choose not to go back to work after coronavirus? Um, I think that's possible. Uh, and I think, <laughs> to be honest, it's a whole different conversation. But our whole education system in America does need a shakeup. And I think coronavirus has been a big wake-up call for many parents. I know in Fairfax, right outside of Washington, D.C., it's the third wealthiest county in the country, I believe, and it has a very highly rated public school system, a massive public school system. They could not figure out how to transition to online learning for weeks. And the parents were very frustrated with the school system. And there were reports of Uh, some parents saying they are going to homeschool after this because they're not pleased with it. And I know a lot of parents are very disappointed in the teachers unions right now. And I don't want to blame teachers for this, but uh, I've seen communications from teachers unions basically telling teachers, don't go above and beyond. Don't, don't uh, participate too much in online learning because when coronavirus ends, we don't want parents to think we can do this again. When most teachers sign up to teach because they love teaching. Um, so I think the school system is in for a big shakeup in addition to the economy. And women are going to play a huge role in both of these. And um, time will tell how what happens. But I absolutely would expect some long-term changes on both fronts. Especially if schools do not reopen in August, September. It's still very much a question mark. They say they want to, but if there's a second wave of cases or if some governors say, yeah, nope, not here, and schools remain closed, we're going to have, um, I'm going to call it a problem, but it, you know, it could be a, a transitioning into a new form of education that, that would be permanent um, and eye-opening for so many students and parents out there. Kelsey, right, thank you and for I'm joining not, us. Oh, uh, well, sorry to cut you up, but really quick, I, I'm not in the stage where my daughter's in school yet, but I would likely be one of those parents who's very frustrated with learning. And I just have to say, if if I were ready to give up on the school system and the at-home learning thing, I would give my daughter all the books in the world and just have her read all day because there are so many studies that tell us uh, that children who read and are read to uh, continue are some of the, you know, their brains develop in really incredible ways. So uh, just a note of encouragement, if you're frustrated with the curriculum, uh, that's may or may not be uh, happening for you right now, grab a good old fashioned book.
Kelsey, good luck. Thank you for (laughs) joining us. And we'll talk soon. Thank you. Listen to the all-new Brett Bear podcast featuring Common Ground, in-depth talks with lawmakers from opposite sides of the aisle, along with all your Brett Bear favorites like his all-star panel and much more. Available now at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.